All right, welcome to Aki Ichabod's Weird Cinema, live from, or Weird Wrestling, I'm sorry, live from Grand Fork's Best Source. All right, we're going to talk about our favorite factions today, and we have a special guest joining us, too. But before we do that, we're going to shout out to River Cinema 15 and the Shire Bar and Grill. Make the River Cinema 15 and the Shire Bar and Grill your next dinner in a movie destination. In the River Mall in East Grand Forks. Either dine inside the movie memorabilia restaurant The Shire or take your meal to the movie you're attending. Some of this week's featured attractions are Killers of the Flower Moon, TMNT, Mutant Mayhem, A Christmas Story, and one of our personal favorites, A Nightmare Before Christmas. Alright, find the complete showtimes and listings online at rivercinema15.com. Don't forget about the Tuesday special of $5 movies all day long and $5.50 senior matinee special on Wednesdays and Thursdays. The River Cinema has luxury recliners and expanding concessions that now serve adult beverages and is family owned and operated by the same company that runs the Grand Theater in Crookston. For their showtimes, look online at morefamilytheaters.com. So, all right. Uh, the Wizard of Weird is taking a week off this week, so he was he would say at the end of that 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 advertisement that he wants beef stroganoff brought to the movie that he was attending. He'll be getting it next week. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna talk about our favorite factions this this weird wrestling, and then our least favorite the next weird wrestling. And we got a special guest with a fellow wrestling fan returning to, with us this this episode. That's nice. I, I, you know, I really love having other people to converse with on these shows. Jake, thank you so much for joining us again this, this month, man. Yeah, yeah, thanks for having me. It's always, uh, always a pleasure to be here, and I love talking wrestling, so it's always something fun to well, come in and discuss with you guys. You're not as dead as my other co-host. <laughs> have, you seen, have, have, you, have you met the Wizard of Weird? I don't. I don't believe so. No. You're, he resides in his little ice igloo over oh, there. <laughs> the, oh, he's a he's a hit here at GFBS. There he's a go. real dummy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sorry about that. I had to get that pun in. So, what made you want to bring up uh, wrestling factions for for this month? Well, there are just so many factions out there, and there there's a lot of great factions, but there's also a lot of horrible factions too. Uh, you know, let's let's just get right into this. You know. So I know when we did like our top uh, wrestlers last time here, we were kind of doing taking turns, top five countdown, but there's so many factions from all over the eras. I think we kind of brainstormed how to do this show. We were all just going to take a turn bringing up a group, and then we'll all talk about the group for like a minute or two, and then the next person will bring up a group. We'll just kind of just keep taking yeah. turns. Yeah, that, that's, that's a good way. I like, I like that. How, well, Icky, you want to kick it off? Well, I'm going to, like, this is one of my favorite factions, but it, it would be the you know, lower on the list. You'll never guess who it is. The right to censor. Oh, wow. They, you know, they crossed my mind. They're worth bringing up. What well, made them go on your, for your first? Stevie Richards. Just, I love everything Stevie Richards does. Um, did, did you see Ivory at, right to censor Ivory at uh, Rumble, the Royal Rumble a few years ago? Yeah, she made her yeah. return for the Women's Rumble. Yeah, it was good seeing her back. She still has it. And, you know, she had her origins from GLOW. You know, she was like kind of like the only person from the GLOW League from the 80s to have like real big-time WWE success. Well, you know, and Stevie Richards and the Blue Meanie, no, the Blue Meanie wasn't in Right to Censor. 
the Godfather changed the from good Godfather father. to the Good Father, and then Val Venus went all super moral, high ground moral. Oh, uh, gosh. the right to censor. Bull Buchanan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bull Buchanan. Stephen Richards. And they had the that horrible noise for their entrance music. Oh, yeah. And, Probably one of the worst what I liked the things. best about it was just the character changes. You know, none of them were exactly um, great in great moral standing before they joined that group, and then they all just went straight laced. And that was actually one of the ones on my list as well. So, well, you know, I, I'm going to talk more about Stevie Richards later. I'll just throw in real quick for the right to censor what made him. I thought like a, a great just like foil or more of like a cannon fodder bad guy group for like that year they were around it was like the at the height of the attitude era for the right. wwe and they would be usually they would kick off a pay-per-view for a red hot tag team or or another group to just put them over and the crowd would eat it up because they were such despicable mm-hmm. uh just straight laced turncoats like yeah. you like you mentioned jake that like you'd, be, you'd see too cool just dominate them to the crowd's delight or the hardies or the dudleys and yeah i'm with you that's a great pick icky thank you uh, Jake, you want to go yeah, go for it next um, year? So yeah, one of my uh, one of my favorite ones, uh, especially because their debut is just so casual, was the Radicals when they all jumped from WCW over to WWE. Wasn't that um, Perry Saturn? Saturn, and Benoit, and Guerrero, and Malenko. Yep, all and of those. Just to see, you know, they were such big on the brink of main event in WCW, if not main eventers. And you just knew when they jumped that they were going to go on and do great things. And to see all four of them jump at the same time was just mind-boggling to me that they let four of these guys who could all wrestle very well, had decent mic skills, you know, had the look, and they let all four of them go at the same time to jump ship was just... Yeah, they were, like, considered the Crazy. backbone of WCW at the time. Like, yeah, exactly. And, well, and they were all really, really great technical wrestlers, yeah. all these people. And they, they, I think they originally started off in ECW because I know, uh, I think Saturn did. I know Benoit was in ECW yeah. for a while. And, of course, Malenko. Malenko yeah. was in. Yeah. Yeah, it was. And yeah, Guerrero had a stint in ECW at some point. I don't think it was I like, earlier, but. I mean, I'm not super early in his career, but I was there. I like Guerrero's feud with uh, Rey Mysterio about Dominic back Mm -hmm. in the day. Yeah, that yeah the radicals. I I remember when they debuted. That was and that was in even though I think WCW was kind of like in in its like last year or so at that point. It was still kind of like at that destination channel flipping, seeing like oh who crossed over to which side, but seeing four of the big names like you mentioned all of a sudden all at ringside and the crowd there and yeah it was. It was a really cool surprise, and that just you you knew that they were going to be main eventers, and by the after they jumped, they pretty much all did except for Saturn, who ended up running around with Moppy again. Well, he, he had some Moppy. decent mid card stuff. There. He that, did. That Moppy he stuff did was for fun a while. Watch, yeah. I mean, he kind of turned into more of a comedy act. Yeah. I still liked him, but it's like uh, Mike Awesome. He became more of a comedy act. Yeah, Saturn was a great wrestler, really great technical wrestler. But with the storylines and everything, they kind of, you know, put him off to be kind of a dope. Yeah. Um, all right, I guess I'll jump in here next. Uh, 
you know, it's so easy to go from one of the top, the top groups that come to mind. I, I, may, I may throw them in at the rapid fire because they've been talked about to death, but uh, I guess me trying to think of a little bit of an outside-the-box pick here. Maybe not too outside the box. I just kind of want to go with the Undisputed Era uh, for oh, NXT. Sure. For like, they had a really heck of a was it two to maybe even three year run there, and yeah, it was kind of like a modern day Four Horsemen in yeah. in NXT, just running ramp shot with you know Roderick Strong, Adam Cole, and uh, uh, Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish. They were just dominant, and they had like that entrance theme was just so much fun to just kind of bob your head along with and rock. They had that entrance down, which they're still trying to get right in AEW. They almost got it, but not quite. And they kind of brought back the war games for like, what, the first right. two or three years? The the war games were all centered around fighting uh, the Undisputed Era and just watching that that act as a group click. They, it, it just so many really good rivalries for two to three years there in, uh, in NXT. So, yeah, that's uh, you guys got good memories of them? Well, I, I gotta say, Adam Cole, baby. Oh gosh! And yeah. then, and then, like Roderick Strong is doing that Neck Health Awareness Month or something like that now. <laughs> he he's they they found a good niche for him there in AEW. Roderick Strong, yeah. Well, yeah, I was gonna say something, but I think uh, Adam Copeland has found his niche in AEW too. Oh, Adam Copeland, yeah, 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 yeah. I never would have thought that how would Roderick Strong get over in AEW when it's just being constantly fake injured while yelling, Adam! <laughs> it's good stuff. <laughs> Who's your next pick, Icky? All right. Well, I'm going to have to stay the straight edge society with CM Punk. That is, yeah, they had a really good run. Like he was shaving everyone's head, and I thought that was cool. I know some straight edge people, so. Well, and then, like, the way CM Punk was going about it, too, because, I mean, it's, it's a pretty good message, you know? It's like, you know, but the way he was going about it was just being very jerky and pushy. <laughs> well, it, it right. kind of reminded me of Brian or Daniel Bryan when he was doing, like, the vegan thing. Oh, yeah. Well, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a really, yeah, it's a exact same way, yeah. Yeah, and pushing the all-natural title belt on you. Oh, yeah. and... oh, that's right, the hemp title. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, wow. Was... Cause, and then what was it? Luke Gallows was in it and Serena. And yeah, Serena Deeb. And, what was uh, it Joey Mercury, I think, later sure. on? Yeah, I believe Mercury was in there. Any certain big rivalry you enjoyed, enjoyed uh, Straight Edge Society? No, I just like the, the idea of it. Mm-hmm. You know, where like Stone Cold would come out drinking a beer and doing this, and Sandman would come out drinking a beer and smoking a cigarette. You know, why, why, why can't we do the Straight Edge thing also? No, yeah, that's... Yeah, Strange Society is too. I think it only had, it was, they could have been around for more than a year or so. But while they were around, I remember, yeah, CM Punk just do, I'm like, how is he going to make this work? But he, no, he he made it work. Can, <laughs> I say one, can I say one last thing? Go for it. I have a friend who was in a band with a guy, and their logo was non militant, straight edge, North Dakota hardcore. Oh, wow. That is, did they have like a Straight Edge Society type logo or something like that? Or I think so, yeah. Wow. Um, Jake, we'll throw it to you. Yeah, um, so this next one <clears throat> I feel like is probably the most successful thing that TNA slash Impact ever really did, and that was the Aces and Eights storyline. Oh, yeah. Um, they had so many good wrestlers in that stable, and then every week it was kind of, all right, who's going to get revealed now? You know, Who's going to be the next one that joins them? It was... Similar to NWAO, but it was a lot more like a, um, 
like a biker gang, almost a Sons of Anarchy type vibe. Wasn't um, Devon Dudley in there? Yep, Devon and was he like he was like the first one revealed, right? I, I believe yeah. so. Yep, and then Doc Gallows. Um, was it a Bishop? Ken Anderson. Kid? Um, I forget I, his name. Yeah, I don't remember if he was in there or not. Um, I wasn't watching <clears throat> as much Impact at the time, and then I, my cousin and I were kind of talking about the Aces and Eights and. That's when I started paying attention to Impact a little bit more because that was actually done really, really well, I feel like. And um Yeah, it was just kind of a kind of a fun one and you know, just something to look forward to every week instead of the same three matchups well, that you know, you've seen for five weeks in a row. You know, sometimes um sometimes uh like Factions he kind of comedic and they're over the top because they're following the storyline, and some some of them can make it through that and some of them can't. Right. Um, I would say Aces and Eights they're a great team, but they they kind of stuck to the gimmick a lot. Mm-hmm. You know the whole biker gang gimmick. Yeah. And, you know, um, I I'm gonna have to shout out. You know, I would agree with you because it had Devon Dudley in it because I'm a huge Dudley Boy fan. Right. Yeah, I thought yeah the aces and eights. I that was part of the fun because I, I think they even waited a good while. It wasn't like they started unmasking them right away within weeks or so. Like yeah, it was like at exactly. least what several months or yeah. so before it took a while before the first first couple, and then yeah they started rolling after that. But yeah, it took a while of them just kind of coming in and being people down and taking over, and then they finally started revealing people, and then it was all these top stars whether it was impact guys or guys that came in later but yeah it was it was a lot of fun to watch that one was shark boy in there oh gosh <laughs> shark, boy. shark boy give me a shell yeah <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> that guy I'm, I'm still jealous of him he got that big uh he got that big se- lawsuit settlement because they came out with that cg animated shark boy movie and so, and you know, Sharkboy was around as a wrestler on TV for many, many years at this point. And so he actually sued him, but they settled out of court, gave him a big cash settlement deal. They're like, all right, yeah, you, you on channel, whatever, you can do this. Still keep the Sharkboy name as long as we give you a bunch of money. Really? <laughs> yep. You wow. made out big. But uh, no, I'll, I'll piggyback for my next pick, Jake, for, for another. I, I had one impact group on my list. I was thinking Aces and Eights. They are a great group, but uh, Main Event Mafia. Oh sure, yeah. They they there are another group villain group. That Never was, heard of them. Uh, villain group that was around for about a year, but TNA was bringing in so much like top former WWE guys that they made a group out of them all. So it was Kevin Nash, uh, Sting, Kurt Angle, Scott Steiner, and Booker T. Those were like the main members there. And, and They're they kind all of, great wrestlers. Yeah, and uh, and at that time too, Booker T was just. I had no idea what he was doing. He was like doing a different accent each week. Do you remember <laughs> yeah. that? King Booker yeah. at the time? No, like one week he kind of had like a really heavy African accent. Other weeks it was like a Jamaican accent. And then other weeks it was just straight up Booker T. And so I'm like, I don't know what Booker T is doing, but it's very entertaining. And, and Scott, Stan, Scott Steiner was still vintage Scott Steiner. And just Kevin Nash somehow still kicking it. And Sting and Kurt Angle still being able to go. And Sting's, Sting's retiring next year. Gosh, yeah, that's going to be a yeah. fun storyline to keep up with, especially now that they brought Rick Flair yeah, back. Yeah, Flair's there now, and yeah, that's going to be interesting to see how 
that all plays out. Quick sidebar: who do, who do you want Sting's final match to be against? Darby I, Allen. Yeah, I would me say too. Darby too. Yeah. yeah, just everything they've done together. You might as well finish it off against yeah. each other. Yeah, it's it's been watching those two that that tandem go for the last few years. I think that'd be a very apropos final Sting yeah. match. Let let Darby go for it. Icky, what's your next pick? I, I'm going to have to go to the uh, girls group now. Damage control. Damage control. I even like them more that uh, Kyrie Zane, mm-hmm. I think, the pirate princess. Yeah. yeah she's and uh, Asuka is now a member of Damage Control. I was surprised. Did you guys see SmackDown last week, how they referenced how... Because uh, part of me was thinking, like, how could they... This is going to be very, very odd. I, it was so much agent history, but I was surprised they referenced it on SmackDown, how uh, when Kyrie was last in WWE, it was pretty much like Bailey. They made it look like she literally killed her. Right. Because <laughs> they showed Asuka was her tag partner, and they did like a brawl or something, and Bailey beat the crowd over backstage, and they come back from a commercial break, and they show Asuka crying over Kyrie like it's her dead body. I'm like, ah, oh, I don't know how to feel about this. Right. <laughs> well, I, yeah. I, I like Asuka. Um, I, I think she's a good wrestler. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think it's just a matter of time before they end up booting Bailey out of the group, and she Bailey's turns kind of, and ends up uh, feuding with one or all of them at some point. Bailey's kind of weird. I like her her, her uh, thing with Shotzi though. <laughs> Shotzi has the punk rock haircut now. Oh yeah, right. that's right. Yeah, yeah, she had quite the makeover. But. No, yeah, Damage Girl. They're getting a lot of mileage out of them, and they come find, finding ways to keep it fresh by introducing Asuka and Kyrie in there and just, like, the kind of, you know, what's going on with Bailey's involvement yeah. with the group. Yeah, and all that tension between Bailey and Io, and it's, it's a bummer Dakota Kai keeps getting hurt. Yeah. They, 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 she pops in every now and again. Yeah. I just feel like between her and Tegan Knox, neither of those two mm-hmm. females can never stay healthy, it yeah. seems like. Well, Jake, do you got a pick next? Yeah, um, this one I was actually talking about with one of my buddies at the gate the other night, but uh, the original Nexus with uh, Wade Barrett and Daniel Bryan and Husky Harris, who went on to be uh, Bray Wyatt and uh, Michael McGillicuddy, all those guys from the Was he related original to Beulah McGillicuddy? What's that? Was he related to Beulah McGillicuddy? No, Michael McGillicuddy went on to be, uh, or he was Mr. Perfect's son. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, you're good. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of the factions that I've brought up kind of have that um, takeover mentality, and uh, I feel like those always work when it's a big group of people and they come in and they're just trying to take over things, so... That's what I really liked about Nexus. Plus, there was so many great people in there that went on to do really good things. And, um, yeah, it was just a good start from the original kind of game show format of NXT. Um, A good way to get all those guys in the mix and on TV and then just kind of branch out from there and see what happens. Yeah, the first few months Nexus was around. 
I think that's a great way to describe him, the takeover mentality. Yeah. Great memories of him just like just kind of running, uh, just uh, doing that like guerrilla style warfare, sneaking up and uh, attacking the legends. And they did like right. a legends like little like segment. And then Nexus just kind of picked them off one by one. And I was like, wow, this is very entertaining. Well, we're going to have to, we're run, almost running out of time yeah. here. Okay. Yeah. So sure. I think we're going to do some rapid fire here uh, groups. Kind of just bring up a group each, but we'll just go like 30 seconds each here, 30 seconds to a minute for like five minutes here. Okay. So um, I guess, should I throw my, my next group out yeah. here? Go ahead. So you're, you brought up women groups there, and I have one woman group I wanted to give a shout out to, and I thought, you know, Damage Control, control that's a really good pick. But I, was, I thought real long and hard about it, probably like my favorite woman uh, faction, I'd probably have to say is Riot Squad. They had a really solid year and a half ru- run, and they were they, they had some good fuse. It wasn't really like top level fuse, but it was like consistent mid card fuse. A good reason to give a lot of uh, secondary and third uh, third tier women wrestlers uh, spots on TV, more spots for women on TVs. Like I'm rather great feud with Natalia and, and a few others, and yeah, it was great, great. Uh, and then seeing uh, Liv Morgan go on to bigger, better things, and Ruby Riot dominating in AEW. So that's yeah. my pick. As Ruby Soho, Ruby Soho, <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, destination. All right, Icky. Uh, I'm gonna, as I said, I get back to Stevie Richards. Uh, the Blue World Over Order, because we're taking over. Gosh, yeah, yeah. What what a great satirical group, right? Yes, I, I love Stevie Richards. I, I like the Blue Meaning. I didn't like Nova. No Hollywood Nova fan. No Hollywood Nova. I like the blue guy. They called him the blue guy. I like how he would dance and his belly would like jiggle. <laughs> Big Stevie, cool. Yeah. 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 I just read a story the other day about um, Nash and Richards met each other backstage somewhere, and Nash went up and goes, so you're a big Stevie Cool, huh? And Stephen Richards kind of didn't know what to think at the time. You know, he's like, am I going to get punched, or what's going to happen here? And he's like, oh, yeah, sorry. And <laughs> Nash is like, don't worry about it. We love it. We, oh. You guys are so entertaining. They, the original NWO guys loved all the parody that the Blue World Order did. And yeah, it was it was really entertaining. I, I love that one too. Uh, who's your next pick, Jake? Um, well, if we're going with factions, I feel like we got to mention <clears throat> DX at some point. Um, I really liked... The version after, well, I liked it with Sean there, but once uh, the New Age Outlaws kind of got more involved and it became a little bit bigger of a group so they could have somebody going for the world title and going for the intercontinental title and they could have the tag titles and then China was around for the women's division. So they were kind of involved in all the facets at every level of the card. Um, And they were just... So funny and always pushing the limits and, um, you know, the whole just pushing the boundaries of the attitude. Area you, you know what it kind of reminds me of is well, who's the, is it the acclaim to do that scissor me timbers thing? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. that, that reminds me of like a new version of DX. Right. Yep. Billy Gunn's there. So. Oh, yeah. I guess, yeah. Bring the... the, the, the his like pre-match mic a uh, little uh, just... The little end cap to the long road dog intro. Yeah. It was so over with the crowd to sing along with. And um, the WCW invasion, that was classic. Right. And yeah. like, even though the Sean and Hunter stuff, they really pushed the envelope. Oh, yeah. That was definitely the start of everything. Um, 
Yeah, I just loved it once once they expanded out a little bit more too, though. Um, I guess I'll kind of bounce up. We we kind of you kind of touched on on it on them a little bit with the BWO. I guess we should be uh, we would be remiss talking about greatest wrestling factions without bringing up the NWO real quick. But they've been talked about to death. I'll just say uh, real quick that. Uh, the first two years they were around, like right until they like they split up when they did the NWO Hollywood and NWO Wolfpack. I mean, those runs were still really good too. But that original incarnation, even like the first year, year and a half of the NWO before they got super bloated, right. like like those first like six or seven guys, you know, when you, you know Hollywood, Nash, Hall, X Pac, Giant, and maybe a couple others before it got too big. And watching them feud with the Horsemen or just obliterate the whole wcw yeah. roster each and every week it just made like let's throw black jeans na- uh, navigator shades and like black vests on all these guys and they just seemed cool as hell i ate it up back then oh, well yeah. you know what that reminds me of now mm. the bloodline right oh yeah yeah that's a good point yeah yeah i think as t- more time goes by that's gonna be Go, go down as one of the top factions over the years there. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, well, I like how the that one Uso left. Oh, yeah, Jay, now we got main event Jay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think the Bloodline's one of the best things they've done in many years. But they, you know, as you were talking about uh, NWO taking over, basically the blood, everything is just a Bloodline story now if you turn on SmackDown or Raw. Any last groups anyone wants to bring bring up here before I, we I wanna, wrap up? I want to bring one more up, and I was going to say this earlier, but the Wyatt family, because oh, yeah. the yeah. late, great Bray Wyatt was in it, and I yeah. loved that character, the Bray Wyatt. I even loved the Fiend character, but the uh, Uncle Howdy was kind of questionable, but... I mean, I think it's yeah. safe to say they had some real high highs and some really, uh, what the hell is going on right. <laughs> kind of lows, but uh, yeah, when I they think- hit, it hit, right? I think the original version of that Wyatt family was great when him and Harper and Rowan. And then they had Brent Dan- Brian Daniel yeah, and uh, what's his name? Randy uh, Orton was Randy in there Orton for, for a while. while. And the other, uh, gosh, I'm blanking on his and name, then, the big uh, tall guy. Braun Strowman. <laughs> Braun Strowman, yeah. For a, while and... a couple of rotating members. Uh, Jake, a last yeah. group you want to bring up? Um, yeah, if we're bringing up top factions, I mean, you got to mention the Four Horsemen. Yes. They've been around for, there's been so many incarnations of it, but. The original was great, and um, throughout the years, they've had some questionable guys in there, but for the most part, they're all pretty elite-type members that have been in the Horsemen. And, um, may, may I ask something? Mm-hmm. Arn Anderson was in that, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I remember once, C.W. Yeah. Anderson from ECW fame. Oh, yeah. He kind of had that look of an Arn Anderson. I, I don't right. think he was officially related, but I think they, yeah. didn't they like say like he had a close enough look where we're just going to call you an Anderson? Yeah, I believe so, yeah. I think, then, yeah, what's Arn's your favorite? kid is still wrestling, I believe. Brock. Oh, yeah. Brock Anderson, that's yeah. right. Who was your favorite incarnation of the Horseman? Uh, probably the original, but I like the one with Flair and Benoit and... Um, I can't remember the other two that were in it at that point, but... Um, oh yeah, Mongo. That one seemed yeah, Mongo, and that one seemed a lot more like uh, a lot closer to the original version than some of the other ones. Okay, um, just kind of serious, really good wrestlers, really over guys, you know. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I, I I like both the original, the first year with Ole, Arn, Tully, and and Flair, and then yeah, but right when I got first got into WCW, that was the version I came on yeah. to too with Mongo and Benoit and Arn and Flair. 
both great versions. Uh, I guess the last group I'll say real, real quick is uh, uh, I'll say the club <laughs> or the OC sure. as they're more commonly known Never as heard now. Of those guys. No, uh, AJ Styles, uh, Luke Gallows, and Kyle, uh, and Machine Gun Kyle Anderson. <laughs> I know AJ. Boneyard match forever. Right. <laughs> what yeah. a great contribution! And they've been around for several years too. They've they, they've had a they, they kind of had some little lulls there, but for the times they were heavily involved, some real awesome moments. But um. Well, I guess before we wrap up here, uh, we got to give a shout out to our last sponsor, right, Icky? Rumors. Yeah, and we got we got Jake is one of the main people that holds things down at Rumors. Uh, what, what what's some of the big things going on at Rumors lately? Yeah, so um, we always got great specials. We do bingo at twelve fifteen and five thirty. Um, we run buses, uh, all the games and the concerts. Uh, makes it really easy and convenient um you don't gotta find a parking spot it's five dollars to ride the bus you get a free drink so you basically end up washing out your five dollars uh, we will Beach be paying 25 dollars for parking at the right <laughs> exactly and having to drive around for half an hour finding a spot and especially now with the cold weather coming up it's nice you get dropped off a little closer and um coming up we got home hockey we also run a bus to home football we have uh, buses heading to the Jonas Brothers next week. Um, so, yeah, um, always great food specials, food and drink specials. Uh, on the weekends, we have nine ninety nine any pizza after 5 fifty individual social tacos after 4 on Saturdays. And then uh, great specials every day of the week, great drink specials. So, yeah, swing on in. We'd love to see you. And... Love you're, being there to serve you. And you're just across the hall from us in the Grand Cities Mall. Absolutely. Heck yeah. I can vouch for rumors. Awesome, awesome place. Jake usually sees me in there about once every week or two, getting, yeah. my, getting my usual order. So always great food and times over there. And one of the few places in town to play Pigwheel, too. So Yeah, exactly. Heck great yeah. gaming options as well. Yep. All right. Well, Icky, I guess we'll throw it to you. Any final thoughts on, on factions at all as far as like the positive in factions that you want to close out with? Uh, not really. Not really. Uh, Jake, anything for final words on factions as a whole? Um, you know, there's a lot of, there's so, there's been so many throughout the years, and um, there's a lot of great ones at work, and um, I think I think it's going to be really fun to go over the ones that didn't work or that we didn't like so well. Because well, you're, in, you're invited on for be, that one if yeah, you want to come Yeah, on. that would be great. It's going to um, be, it's going to be. I actually have a couple written on my list that, aren't exactly the greatest ones but just threw them down in case you had more time than or if we flew through stuff so yeah it's it'll be fun to discuss those ones too yeah i think that's for as many awesome factions over the years there are just as many duds that did not work that'll be fun to talk about next month so all right sounds good all right icky you want to wrap it up for us here all right we're doing uh stephen king month again next next week with the wizard of weird uh and it's going to be children of the corn 666 isaac's return so check tune in and stay weird grand forks